0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1308, Packing a Life, and Go Forth Under the Open Sky and Listen to Nature, both by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org, and I'm your very own personal narrator, Justin Mollick, reading to you from some amazing blogs and books to help you optimize your life. I have two posts for you today. Before we get to it, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance and accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com old. That's netsuite.com OLD to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com old. Now let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Packing a Life, by Allie Cornish of everthrive.org. What are we really doing when we pack our things in order to move someplace else? The phrase pack our things seems so simple and straightforward, monosyllabic, three words, action and results oriented. However, these words entail something much more than putting items into boxes. These words involve confronting the past and setting a new course for the future. Just last week, I officially moved from Chicago, Illinois to Fort Collins, Colorado. Moving myself physically was fairly undemanding. I packed some suitcases, boxes, plants, and a few other miscellaneous items into my small hatchback before Chauncey hopped into the passenger seat with his tennis ball. I left Chicago at 4.30 a.m. and drove away from the rising sun. I arrived at 7.20 p.m. just as the last rays of light waved goodbye beyond the foothills. Having arrived six weeks prior, Josh waited for me in the driveway, welcoming me into our new life. As I mentioned, the moving itself was easy. I simply drove from point A to point B. However, the work done to make this move happen was a bit more calculated. Quote, the question of what you want to own is actually the question of how you want to live your life. Marie Kondo. Before the real packing began, Josh and I went from room to room contemplating each and every item we owned. We've been living together for two years, so by now his possessions had become my possessions and vice versa. In turn, we carefully considered each piece of artwork, each kitchen accessory, each pair of sheets, and each clothing item. We consciously evaluated our stuff using our own version of the Marie Kondo method, does this item spark joy? Has that proven useful to us over the past year? Will this item have a purpose and place in our new lives? Have I worn that dress during the last six months? Will he ever wear that t-shirt again? We queried what we owned by thinking about the life we wanted to share together. When Josh and I had been dating for six months, we sat together and thought, what kind of life do we want? The answer to that question was easy. We want a simple life, an unencumbered life, a life where we are not held back by the physical and mental clutter of things. In order to achieve our goal, we have to allow ourselves to let go of the sentimental material goods from the past, therefore creating space for a more fulfilling emotional life for our future. Eliminating the excess is important so that we can move into the space beyond. The space where we will live should be a place for nurturing the people we are becoming instead of a feeding area for the spirits of the past. It is interesting to think about the action of packing and moving a life the process involves just as much physical labor as it does mental labor. Packing and moving can be stressful and irritating, and people usually loathe the thought of moving. However, beyond every stressful, irritating cloud, there exists a silver lining. Packing and moving presents a special opportunity to evaluate a life lived, giving us a chance to shape how we want our lives to be in the future. Contemplating the things we own, deciding which things deserve to be carefully concealed with paper and securely packed into a box, allows us to revisit the past. It's turning the pages of the book of life, reflecting on bygone days while preparing for the future. When considered out of context, our boxes, stacked in the garage, ready to be tetris into our pod, are a snapshot in time. These boxes are a representation of who we are now and a harbinger of who we will become. When we packed our lives, we examined our inner selves, completing a rite of passage into our new life together. I have another article from her coming right up, but first, thank you again to NetSuite. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, but the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance and accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com old. That's netsuite.com OLD to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com old. Go forth under the open sky and listen to nature by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. Many of you know that in addition to a writer, photographer, nature lover, and supporter of simple living, I'm also an English teacher. Every day I try and teach my students what it means to be moderate, respectful, and kind to themselves and others. Through literature, I can show them that nature can also teach them these things. The material doesn't always align, but sometimes the units coincide perfectly, and I take full advantage. Currently, my American literature students are exploring works by transcendentalist and romantic writers. Just yesterday, we read this poignant poem by William Colin Bryant. In the following excerpt, Bryant praises the nurturing, mothering aspects of nature. The poem is particularly comforting to those who might succumb to depression, boredom, and loneliness, bringing thoughts of nature's constant healing presence to the reader. The poet describes nature's voice of gladness and ability to take away the pains of a troubled mind with her mild and healing sympathy. Quote, To him who in the love of nature holds communion with her visible forms, she speaks a various language. For his gayer hours, she has a voice of gladness and a smile and eloquence of beauty, and she glides into his darker musings with a mild and healing sympathy that steals away their sharpness. Ere he is aware... End quote: "In an era inundated with instant gratification, people, especially children, try to find the antidote to boredom, anxiety, disappointment, or sadness in technology. All too quickly, they reach for their iPads, computers, or their remote control. Perhaps a tiny remedy can be found there, but it won’t be a cure. It'll be yet another distraction from an authentic chance to know themselves. Instead, if they go outside and contemplate the natural world, marvel at the change of colors in a tree in the front yard, or simply take their headphones off, they might be able to give their racing minds a chance to relax and recharge. Studies show that even pursuing an analog activity, such as coloring, drawing, or writing in a journal, would aid their ability to ascertain their true emotions and state of mind. This all applies to adults as well as children. Why does nature have this healing power? Why does everything get better when we walk down a secluded wooden path at twilight? When we contemplate the natural world, we see the clarity by which we actually exist. We humans are secondary to the cyclical rhythms of the world. We see the flowers emerging from the earth, unfurling skywards, flowering, then falling back asleep until the following year. We see the sun rise every day and the moon rise at night, regardless of the feelings that accompany our daily human struggles. The stars will always shine, the birds will continue to sing, As long as we care for it, nature will always be there as a constant comfort while other aspects of our lives come and go. The essence of nature's healing is in its everlasting recurrence. We can trust in nature because nature always bears herself before us, offering what she can give regardless of the season. It is through this relationship of trust that we can all, children and adults, come closer to trusting and knowing our true selves. Quote, go forth, under the open sky, and list to nature's teachings. William Cullen Bryant. You just listened to the posts titled, Packing a Life, and Go Forth, Under the Open Sky, and Listen to Nature, both by Allie Cornish of everthrive.org. Really nice posts, I love those. I'll keep this ending nice and short for you today, so have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.